a sacrifice for others. If you've got your Bibles, you can go ahead and turn to John 15, 13. John 15, 13. I'm not going to keep you long today, but I certainly hope you hear what I have to say. If you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is your opportunity. Today is your chance. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And if you're a born-again child of God, you probably remember. You might not know the exact day, but you remember where you were. You remember maybe who was around you. And the Scripture says today is the day for salvation. The reason it says today is the day for salvation is because we don't know what tomorrow holds. You think you do. I know. I know you think you know what you're going to do next week, but the truth is you don't. You have a plan, but that don't mean it's, it's the same as what is going to happen in your life. So today is the day for salvation. And I don't know how many chances, the Bible don't tell us how many chances we get, but I, we do know that the Bible says that God will not dwell and, and he will not deal with a man forever. I do think there's a, it is true, it's a, I think it's a principle, a biblical principle that man can sin away the days of grace for an individual. I have seen individuals, I've witnessed in individuals time and time and time again, and many times, uh, many times they say, no, I'm not ready, I can't live that way, I don't believe in God, on and on and on and on. And at first when I seen this happen, it wasn't that big a deal to me, I didn't think that much about it, because I thought, well, you know, they'll sooner or later, after a couple of years, after five years, after ten years, well, that they'll finally see the light and they'll understand that there is a God and there is a Savior and they'll realize that they are sinners and because they're sinners they need a Savior. But you know, as, as 10 years went by and 20 years went by and 30 years has went by now, I, and these same people have still not made a decision to follow God. What they're doing, they are wasting these opportunities. And I'll tell you what, as loving as God is, and as much as he loves you, and as much as at, to the end of the earth, even to give his only son to, to die and for, for you and for me, as much as he loves us, he is still a just God. He still stands up for justice. And let me tell you what that means. That just means that whenever we come to God and we stand before the, our maker and we stand before him, it's not going to be no dropping names. You're not going to say, oh, yeah, but me and Pastor Rob, we used to run around. You know, or, or I knew Mark, I knew Pastor Mark Shell, I knew him real good. We went fishing, we done this, we done that. It's not going to be like that. The question will be, do you know my son, Jesus Christ? That will be the question. It won't matter if you went to Orchardville Church or what church you went to. It matters whether you know Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior or not. Let me just add also, it's not about your past. It's not about your past sins. You see, when we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, we just finally believe what the Bible says, and we receive Christ into our heart, well, God erases that past. He removes it. He, he, he moves it away from us, and the Bible says he throws it into the sea of forgetfulness. So if you think that you're the 
too bad of a sinner or you're too mean or you're too rough, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Just look around. Because a few years ago, 5 or 10 or maybe 15 or 20, some of the young, roughest people that, that you can imagine are sitting around you right now. But they're not the same no more. Because God changed them on the inside. They don't have that same mean personality. They don't have that same mentality to rebel. God took out that stony heart and he put in a heart of love and compassion. And it's called being born again. Being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. It's called allowing the Word of God to come in and wash, our, and wash us and cleanse us and turn us into the image of Christ. It's called being, trans, Romans 12, 2, transforming our mind and where we don't have this old stinking thinking, but all of a sudden we start thinking about the things that God thinks on. Dwell on these things, the Scripture says. That which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Dwell on these things. Oh, if we'll just follow him. Oh, if we'll just obey him and honor him and respect him and love him. Oh, how things can be different in our lives. And they can be different in your life too, no matter how low you are, no matter how long you've been there, no matter how, no matters. It no matters how no matters. Don't you love when rednecks talk? Don't you just love it? It no matters, no matters. Hey, uh, I, had a, I had a guy tell me one time, and I love this, and th this is kind of a redneck thing because, you know, when rednecks talk, you know, we should do a, we should do a thing on that, when rednecks talk. <laughs> we should do a skit on that or something. But I love it because when rednecks talk, two things happen. It's very simple, but it tells you a lot. <laughs> All right? And I had a guy tell me when I first got saved, when I first got saved, he said, uh, he said, the main thing is to keep the main thing, the main thing. <laughs> now that is a redneck's version of a 30-minute sermon right there is what, that is, is what that is. All right? And no, that's not what I'm preaching today. <laughs> but just as we have been honoring Men that have given their life for this great country this morning. We have spent time and energy. You can tell that there's been planning going into this and there's been thought put into this. And Jesus describes this better than anybody else possibly could. In John 15, 13, it says... There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friend. No greater love. That includes our veterans that gave their own lives to the point of death and the veterans that, that gave their life even to the point of service. It's love for their country, it's, a, it's something that God puts inside of us that we want to that, that protect those around us. We want to stand up for what is right. I think it has something to do with being an American and the, and the, and the call that God has placed over America. 
Of course, America is not a perfect country. But God has used America to spread the gospel like no other country in the world. It's true. It's true. When, when disaster happens, when typhoons happen, when hurricanes happen, the first people's there is God-loving Americans. No greater love than to lay down his life for one friend. You know, many of us, many individuals sitting here today have laid down their life, have sacrificed things in their life. I'll tell you, there's not a mama here that hasn't sacrificed, is there? <laughs> I look over here at the Musgraves, them poor Musgraves. Oh, my goodness. They got, <laughs> they got three little boys this big and down, and I think, oh, my goodness, just wait until they get a little bit older. <laughs> but how beautiful are they? How cute are they? But there's not a mother that hasn't sacrificed for her family. There's not a father that hasn't sacrificed for his family. And that's one thing, but it's something different when you sacrifice for individuals you don't even know. For a country that's not perfect, for a country that's almost divided, a, a country that has all kinds of issues, but still individuals choose to fight for their country and to stand up for what is right. Even if they have to stand alone, they stand up for their fellow Americans. You know, whenever Jesus said there's no greater love than for one to lay down his life for one friend, that was the day before he was going to go to the cross. The day before he knew that he was going to hang on a cross and he was going to have the sins of the world placed upon him, and he was going to be beaten, unrecognizable, and he knew that he was going to lose his life on the cross. No greater love does a man have than to give his life for a friend. You see, that's what's, that's what's so appalling to to God when he looks at sin. That's what's so appalling to God because, you see, for many times, individuals think that sin's not that big a deal, that, you know, that, you know, it's fun, you know, to sin and, you know, all the crazy websites and the, and the bar houses and drug houses, they think it's, it, it's no big deal. You know, they're way over there and we're way over here and I just go there once a month or once a week or, you know, something like that. But there's a problem with that type of thinking. Because even though you don't think it's that big a deal, there's, there's countless and hundreds of lives that, that that sin has destroyed. There's hundreds of families that that sin has destroyed. There's little children today without a mom and a dad because of that sin. The truth is that sin is vicious. It's not fair. It maims. It takes all that is good, all that is holy, all that is upright, everything that, everything that this great country is founded upon, sin takes it away. Sin takes you away from your family. Sin takes your children away from you. Sin takes your grandchildren away from you. It separates. It divides. It destroys 
But Jesus came that we may have life and have it to the fullest, the Scripture says. So, so the Scripture says that, that, that Christ died for our sins. So just think of all the, all the sin that was placed upon Christ. And we wonder how, how in the world could, could he withstand all the torment and all the suffering. You see, sometimes we don't realize that, that Jesus had never experienced sin. He didn't know the sorrows and the pain of sin until he was on the cross. And then it wasn't even his, it was ours. He didn't know the sorrow of, of affliction. He didn't know the draw of addiction. He didn't know that until he was on the cross. And then all that was placed upon him. And the burden of that sin. And then he had the courage and the love to look down at the ones at looking at us and our sins and say, Lord, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Hmm. There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for a friend. No greater love. And that's what Christ done for you. He laid down his life for you. He gave up his life for you. Because of his great love for you. Bow your heads with me, please. Heavenly Father, we worship you today and we praise you today. Come ahead, praise team. Heavenly Father, I just pray right now, Father, if there's anyone here today that does not know you. Saints, go ahead and pray right where you're at. If you're a born-again child of God, you go ahead and pray. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, just pray quietly to yourself. People around you don't have to hear you. If you're not, just ask the Lord to minister to the individuals around you. Heavenly Father, we just pray right now, Father, that every heart be open toward you. Father, let them understand and see through the eyes of the Spirit. Let them understand and see, Father, your love for them. Let them understand and see the sacrifice that was made on the cross for them. That they don't have to live in sin, but they can live in victory. That they don't have to go to hell, but they can go to, go to heaven. They can spend eternity in heaven with you. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Now let me tell you something. This is a day that we honor and remember individuals that have died for our country. And many times we look at, man looks at death as Oh, what a shame. Oh, what a tragedy. Oh, how sorrowful. But you know, God looks at it different for those that have received Christ as His Lord and Savior. For those that have received Christ as their Lord and Savior on no work of their own, just because they've chose to put their faith in Christ God looks at it different. He looks at that cross and he looks at the individual and he says, oh, what a victory. He says, oh, how powerful is the blood 
of Christ. <laughs> oh, how glorious will the days ahead be, he says. You see, the truth is that there's a day that each and every one of us are going to die. Whether you're a soldier, whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, no matter what the case, you are going to die. And yes, young people, even you. And no, you're not guaranteed to be 70 or 80 or 90 years old or whatever the case may be. I had a good friend just got, got killed last, last Sunday. 56 or 57, I forget how old he was. Just like that. Many of you knew him, Frank Belmont. Many of you, I've seen many of your posts. So the truth is, you are going to die. I'm going to die. But here's the thing. The plan of God, God's plan is for you to be ready to stand before him clothed in the love and forgiveness of his son Jesus. That's his plan. That's God's plan for your life. For you to be saved, for you to be forgiven, for you to stand before him just like a baby, just innocent and spotless, all because of the blood of Christ. That's God's plan. The question is, will you follow that plan? Will you say yes? Will you put your faith and trust in him? Or will you say no? You know, the last few weeks, I've talk, we've talked a lot about decisions. And we, have, we make, how many was it? 33,000 decisions a day is what the experts say. Well, let me, let me bring, give you the other, as Pastor Mark would say in, in honor of him, let, let's flip that coin over and look at the other side. When it comes to eternity, there's only two decisions. There's either heaven or there's hell. Yeah, but Pastor Rob, I, you know, I've, I give $20 to, I've loaned people money before. I don't expect nothing back. I'm a good person. No, no, no. The, God says those things are as filthy rags to him. He don't, need, he don't need your good works. What he needs, what he wants is your heart and everything that encompasses. Amen. Amen. Stand with us, please. If, if you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior, I ask you to please come. Just grab a hold of the person standing next to you and bring, the, bring them with you. We'll pray with you. We'll help you. We'll strengthen you. Now, if you have a need for anything else, please come also. If you have family situation, health issues, whatever the case may be, now's the time. Bring it to the throne of God. Please come. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.